The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Martial arts. How do we like our martial arts on the best pay per view of the year? <laughs> I I can never guess what Casey is going to say, even when he pre warns us, tries to ask us a question about something. <laughs> I still don't know what the hell he's going to say, but he does have a compelling case. Is UFC 296 the best pay per view event of the year? It's up there, no doubt about that. You see the main event, Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Things got real heated at the press conference yesterday. And then the complete opposite are the two guys in the middle, Alexander Pantoja and Brandon Royval. Very respectful. This card is going to be super compelling, super fascinating. Heading in, the storylines coming out. There's a lot to like here. But thank you for joining us for the live UFC 296 preview show here on MAFighting.com. I am Mike Heck being joined by my best friend, the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alexander K. Lee, who just did a bang-up job hosting the weigh-in show. Hi, AK. You did. That's what's going on. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I was just... uh... I know I said something. Uh, I said some pretty profound stuff there, but uh, it's no point repeating it now. You guys missed it. You missed it. What are you gonna do? Uh, great card, guys. Great card on Saturday. Very great weigh-ins. No misses. Yeah, that's right. And back, Mr. Jed Mashu, Mr. Hot Take, Mr. No Gray Area, the Cannonball Kid. Jed, we talked a lot about this card yesterday, but I'm excited to talk some more about it. Three Mashu stars, baby. Three stars. This is a rarity. We never get these. We're coming off the most rare thing in all of sports, ladies and gentlemen, a- an apex card that earned a Mashulin star. And now we're getting three with we are overrun by bounty, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be what a great weekend. Well, AK, might as well start there. Three Mashulin stars for Jed. 
What's the AK gymnastics score for UFC 296 on the eve of this final pay-per-view event of the year? 9.8. Ooh. 9.8. Not quite 10. I don't think this is – I don't think that's – 10 would be like this has the potential to be the greatest card of all time if everything – I don't think we're quite there. I do think um, – I do think there's some potential for results that some may find depressing, uh, which is certainly a matter of perspective. What could you so be talking kind of, about? There's actually a few. I could actually talk about multiple things, I guess. But uh, yes, I, a couple jumped to mind immediately. So in that sense, you can't quite go the full 10. I, I also don't know if it has enough – what's the technical term? Like certified bangers. I don't know if there's enough cert. Like I like the matchmaking. I think the matchmaking is fantastic. <laughs> I don't think there's enough certified bangers. I think I love certified bangers being a technical yeah. term. Yeah. What's the so technical nine, term? It's a technical term. So bangers. 9.8. 9.8 is still pretty high. 9.8. If it's if it's a 9.8 out of 9.0, that's 9.8. That's like far and away the best card of the year. So even if it gets even near there, it could be the best card of the year. So uh, yeah, expectations are, are high. What's currently the best card of the year per oh my God. Uh, gymnastic scoring? My memory is so bad. I'm sure I gave a card a 10. You don't keep track of this in like a spreadsheet? I don't have a chart or anything like that. I'm almost sure I gave you a card a 10. You keep your right? own rankings and you don't keep track of this? Those are meticulous and scientific. Gymnastics is art. Gymnastics scoring is art. It's hard to keep track of it. It shifts. What, what, what was a 10 – six years ago would not be a 10 now so it's like it's constantly changing it's very it's very tricky wow next year i don't remember you ever dropped 2024 i definitely called one of these earlier tracking is a 10 i'm trying to remember which one it's 290 290 i don't know i threw out a 10 to me yeah i threw out a 10 somewhere yeah 290 was real good 287 was pretty good i mean 291 was also good but one title fight so maybe not uh, I mean, a BMF title was decent. Too. Yeah, I mean, two eighty eight was bad. That was a bad card on paper. After they lost Oliveira and Dariush, that was tough. Two eighty five. Yeah, Charles Jordan was on a main card. John, that's true. John Jones comeback. John Jones comeback. Two eighty five could have been a ten on paper. It's pretty it was good. good. That card was that card bad. Oh, well, no, that's fine. That was super good. Yeah, it was good. Fine. It was good, and it turned out good. Yeah. I bet I don't have 10 there. But again, it's been so long. since It's, it's been forever since then, guys. The system is all different. New, Year, New Year's resolution. You got to keep track of this for 2024. No. We no, need I'm to know prom- at the end I'm of the year. I'm not promising that. I'm what is officially – fine, no. I'll do it. I'll, I will watch all the preview <laughs> shows. I'll do it. Nah. Nope. Nope. Nah. You don't have to. You don't have to because I'm going to throw it out there. I know we have one of our great listeners who would do this for us. I know I mean, they would. Definitely true. I know they would. We tried it with on to the next one and odd no points. Someone was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then they realized it was absolutely impossible. Well, it's impossible, this, yeah. That's this too is, tough a task. Yeah, this is not that impossible. Just, just every every episode of Otno, because AK, you're always on those, obviously. You just got to give your post score. You know, we know what it could be and then what the actual event earned as per its gymnastic efforts, you know? You've already lost me. You've already lost me. This I, that is your like, thing. How have I I'm lost so, you in your thing? I'm so confused right now. I've, you've already lost me. This, this is not going to work. It's not going to work. Well, that segues, work. that segues kind of perfect to what I want to talk about right now because depending on who you are, 
Perhaps one half of the main event lost some people at the press conference yesterday. It was Colby Covington, Leon Edwards getting after it. Colby come on, comes on stage, throws a dig at Ian Gary's wife, takes shots at Wonder Boy, trying to get Leon riled up. Leon didn't really seem to care. He's kind of playing with it. And then Colby dropped the line that I'm not really going to say here. I think you all know what it is. And Leon definitely responded to that, chucked a bottle at him. Things got a little heated. Security got up on stage. And the demeanor of the entire press conference just changed. Normally, at that point, it was just kind of like a Colby press conference, but then things really changed from that point on. So, Chad, I'll begin with you. We talked a lot about BTL on Heck of a Morning this morning. A lot of people brought up your stance on Colby's trash talk, being like a chale light without being in on the joke. And then he said a lot of things at this press conference. The one thing about Leon Edwards' late father seemed to really be controversial some people thought hey all's fair and fight promotion and trash talk there's some people thought it was pretty crass and tasteless so your reaction to that moment and just the press conference in general did it do anything for you at all in terms of being more excited for this fight card so no it didn't do anything for me because i'm that's just not a thing that i'm going to care that much about uh, almost ever like maybe Maybe somebody could pull something that'd be like, ooh, now I'm more interested. But I'm going to zig here. Everybody else is zagging, and I'm going to be a little contrarian and say from a moral standpoint and from the, the, the stance of being a good human being and a good person, what Colby said is terrible. It is crass. It It, it is just ugly. It is not something I would choose to do. It's not something I would ever tell someone to do it is the best trash talking he's ever done and when i, I want to be real kind of trying to walk that tightrope here without getting in trouble but like if if we remove ourselves from this as a sporting event right where hey this is supposed to be entertainment it, it, you know it we're all supposed to kind of be in on the joke and nobody really wants to cause harm or do anything like that because that's not really what this is the point of trash talk is to bother your opponent to the point that they will make mistakes and as you said mike leon was pretty good with everything like oh, okay this is fine like whatever it's just him running his mouth and then that happened and suddenly leon lost his cool and come saturday if instead of focusing on a structured game plan to beat colby covington instead he's thinking I want to just absolutely murder this man for talking shit about my late father. Then that, that was a win. Like Colby, Colby won that particular skirmish. And so again, it is horribly crass and like a real low thing to do, but it was really effective for like the point of, of the exercise. If the point of the exercise is not, I am going to make people hate me in this by pay-per-views, which probably also it worked in that regard too. Certainly the conversation around this has been a lot of, I can't wait to see Colby Covington get knocked out. Yeah, it worked. And so the only way that you can look at that, the, the two ways to look at that as a negative are, well, one, that's just low and you shouldn't do it. And again, I would largely agree with that. The other side of it though, is if you're like, Hey, that's too low for what this is supposed to be, then you're kind of splitting hairs for me. Or it's like, ah, it's totally okay when Colby's like, 
making not so subtle racist jokes or whatever, but talking about a dude's dead dad is drawing like crossing the line. I'm like, I'm not really sure why the line is there or what we're doing here. The, the point is he's being shitty intentionally. And this is better than when he is because it is effective. Like th this actually hit a real nerve as opposed to him kind of cavorting around as bad jail. Like did, this was his most effective trash talk since um, that. I mean, and kind of even hate to bring this up, but I, I tweeted about it the other day because uh, I feel like everybody forgot about it. You remember when Colby did this same shit with Glenn Robinson, Kamaru Usman's manager, and everyone got like up in arms for a hot second about it. And then we all just forgot. Like, again, if you're hitting that nerve, you're accomplishing the goal. And so even if it is super shitty, it was effective and you kind of have to acknowledge that. Yeah, we, we talked a lot about this on Hack of the Morning and, and that, that was my kind of thought too was this is a back pocket thing. I don't think Colby necessarily wanted to use it, but I think there was a certain point where he's kind of losing it, the, the seventh level of hair and I think he was getting a little befuddled and then he was just like, all right, now I got to drop it and he did and it got the reaction and that was the plan from the get-go. He wanted to get Leon fired up. He wanted him to kind of come out of himself a little bit. And that's what he did. And as I also talked about, let's be perfectly clear here. When it comes to the UFC, there is no line. There is no crossing the line. Dana will be asked about this on Saturday. And Dana will say, look, we get 600 they maniacs. They punch each other in the face. They're fighters. This is the fight business. This is what happens. And from that stance, there is no line. Now, if you have a moral line for this, I get it. And here's something that kind of irked me about all of this. The reactions from people, because if someone thought this is bad, the amount of people I saw, like for for instance, Shaheen Alshadi was like, "This is this is trash," essentially, and people were like, "Well, then don't watch." That's not the reaction that you should be giving here. Now, at least in my eyes, and AK, I want to get your thoughts on this. If you thought this trash talk was brilliant, and now you're dropping eighty bucks down, fine. I'm not going to judge you for it. But if you think that it's a little over the line, you think it's a little shitty then respect that too. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, I, it, I wasn't a fan of it if we're being honest, but at the end of the day, Colby ain't going to get punished for it. This is kind of probably what the UFC wanted. They made this fight more interesting. And to be clear, heading into this fight week, AK, this is the Ian Gary show all week. Ian Gary was getting more headlines than the main event was. This is the Ian Gary card. And had he still remained on this card, I think, especially after what this press conference could have been, if he was there, it still would have been the Ian Gary card. Now it's almost somewhat morphing for a moment into the Patty Pimblett, Tony Ferguson card. But this line and this moment kind of changed the tide a little bit. So what was your reaction to the press conference? Did it change anything? Firstly, it's a bit sad that Ian Machado Gary was sort of the leading headline generator for a few days there based on an even dumber storyline. I mean, that's that that whole thing going on with him and and uh, supposed whatever rumors about his personal life and people picking up and all that um, is, again, is it's right up there with Colby taking a crack at uh, at Leon's dead father for me. It's, it's just so senseless. And again, and this is not to say Ian Machado Gary was had, was generating drama before that. I mean, he's he's has some responsibility for putting the target on his back and all that. I, I understand, but I'm saying it's 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 such a shame that we're saying, well, now that he's gone, you know, now that that's out of the way, uh, this the Colby is the talk of the town. It's like we just went from one dumb storyline to another. So 
uh, that, that's just how these things work. Um, yeah, we had a, quite a bit of a discussion about this on the Wayne's show earlier today, and I made it very clear. I, I'm not a fan of it. I think I think it's stupid. I, I agree with Jed though. There's no, there's there's nothing like to there's there's no reason for Colby not to do it. There's no reason for Colby's fans not to encourage it. Right? It's it's not it's not something that's gonna hurt Colby in any way. If anything, if it even gives him the slightest mental edge then it was worth it, I suppose. So it's almost like it's um, uh, like if you want to like grade the trash talk, it's almost like grade is incomplete because if he beats Leon on Saturday, whether it had anything to do with the trash talk or not, you can bet that we're all going to look at that and say, man, maybe, maybe Colby, maybe it's what gave Colby the edge. He, he, he like guts out a close decision or, or he finishes Leon. Leon makes an obvious mistake. How can we not, uh, credit the the mind games, right? Um, the mind games might be dumb, completely cat classless, but they certainly serve a purpose. In addition to somewhat argue selling the fight, I don't think it's necessary. But if you think that's part of the Covington persona that has led to, you know, well, it clearly has led to more notoriety, but that has also led possibly to pay per view sales for the UFC. That's fine. Again, I, I I still don't think we can necessarily prove that, but. It's what he does, and the results. Uh, there have been at least some results in, in that regard. But um, it, it, it's I, I'm suddenly thinking of Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor, right? Because we we all remember okay. 13 seconds, and that's the worst case scenario, right? Of of you know, may, and may, listen, maybe Conor McGregor's trash talk had nothing to do with that. But no, no, but, no that one's for sure. No, no, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we do, uh, we no, can't didn't be Jose inside. like admit that? <laughs> Didn't I mean, Jose I would, later on admit it? Listen, I would use that as an excuse too if I got knocked out in 13 seconds. We don't know what was going through his mind on fight night, but that is probably the, one of the – I want to say one of the greatest example of did trash – like could trash talk have affected a fighter's championship performance? I mean it, how, it, we saw it. We, we, saw, we saw the trash talk. We saw the moments. So the, same, so the same thing will happen I think with Saturday is if Colby wins and he wins in a way that like we're like, oh man, like Leon Edwards makes an uncharacteristic mistake or his uncharacteristic performance – I don't know how we're not going to look back in the press conference and, and uh, Colby's choice of attack and not say like, boy, that, that kind of worked. So I can't stand it personally. I don't think it adds anything to this fight, but let me go with grade to be completed because there's a very good chance that Covington pulls off his upset on Saturday. And uh, this becomes a talking point, not just for this week, but for years to come. Let me, let me go a little bit back at one part of that AK um, because I think that it does add something to this fight. Now, you we may not be comfortable with with what that means or entails, but like in the same respect, I, almost everything you said I agreed with except at that very end because the same the other side is true here as well, right? Like if if Leon comes out and just dusts him, there is going to be a narrative that's man, Colby really, you know, called down the hammer on himself, right? Like Col- Colby talked himself into this ass beaten. That will be part of this, you know, whether that's true or not, frankly, like it, it, that will just also be part of this. And at the same extent, like that does add something here because let's be like, let's be honest the the build to this fight had nothing to do with real animosity between the two of them. It is, this is a fight that is happening and there's the general animosity of competitors and Colby's just kind of always that way. And so, you know, people love him or hate him, but now there is a real narrative of, Oh, Leon has a thing to, to truly dislike this man about. And Colby is, has, accepted that now the thing i don't want to see happen and the thing that 
will kind of sit poorly with me is if afterwards, you know, we get the Conor McGregor Habib moment where, Hey man, I, I was just trying to sell the fight. Like miss me with that shit because to me that that's the line we're drawing here. It is the line between talking trash and talking shit. And I don't think we should, you know, legislate out people talk, saying basically anything they want to, as long as it's not like deeply homophobic or like uh, xenophobic stuff like that. But what there's just once once you cross from trash into shit, you don't get to walk that back. Like that's the, you're just in that room now, and that's the room Colby chose to walk into. But I think that it has very tangibly added something to this fight. Yeah, it, it definitely has. Um, there's heat on this one now. It's not there's, just there's just more heat. Exactly. Yeah, the story heading in was like, oh, we know why Colby's getting a title shot. Like it's, we know why this is happening. This is not a meritocracy. They're trying to sell pay-per-views and people are trying to justify why Colby is getting a title shot. Well, this does it to <laughs> some degree, at least from a sales perspective. And it was effective. He got Leon to react to it. So in his eyes, he won. I will say it was a, from a psychological perspective, I was fascinated by it because Seeing Wonder Boy just kind of disarm him after saying just some really heinous stuff to him uh, was pretty funny because Wonder Boy just kind of laughed it off and Colby just was like, oh, shit, this isn't working. And then him and Tony Ferguson like battle it out. looks like they're going to get up and punch each other in the face. And then Tony Ferguson is like America. And Colby's like, yeah, man, America. And then they're like, did we just become best friends? And they like long distance high fived each other. It was super weird. But – that was what this freaking press conference was. It was out of sorts and crazy, and it's kind of what you would expect with everybody on stage. And if Ian Gary was there, it would have been just been a whole different level. But let's talk about the fight itself, AK. We got Leon Edwards. Hasn't lost in a long, long time. Two wins over Kamar Usman. The knockout of the year at the World MMA Awards. Wins a pretty clear-cut decision in the rematch in March. Hasn't fought in a while. Colby hasn't fought since a year before that and Colby brings an interesting style to the table that could give Leon some trouble. We saw it in the first Usman fight before the head kick landed and Leon has just looked real good and seems supremely confident. Seems like he knows something that we don't. So when you look at the X's and O's of this fight, how interested are you in this matchup from that perspective? The one thing I really don't like is Leon saying, kind of doing this, like, I'm not impressed with what I've seen from Covington's tape and all that, which is which is fair. I mean, I get it. You know, listen, him and his team know more about fighting than I do. Uh, maybe they maybe they did do a ton of Covington uh, tape study and said, well, we, well, we can counter that. And we've got an answer for that. And, you know, and, uh, you know, we don't feel super threatened. But I just feel like that's a really dangerous mentality to have going to a fight against someone like Colby, who's, who's always a tough out. Who's always a tough out? Whether, whether again, however you feel about those two Kamara Usman matchups, they were hotly contested, right? And that time, Usman was the man at 170. Again, two pretty. Well, the first one was a finish. Second one, I still feel confident the Kamara won. Uh, but even if you do, it was a close fight. I mean, it was a close fight. Um, so we know how good Covington can be, right? We know that, and 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 Leon Edwards has to respect that. The wrestling is a threat. The cardio is a threat. He's not the best, most technical striker, Colby uh, Covington, but the volume is always a threat at, at, in, in MMA. Um, if you if you can put it on someone for five rounds, and, and you've got a lot of toughness, I mean, Edwards is a, is a, he's he hits hard, but he's not like a one hitter quitter guy. We know 
outside of that Kamaru Usman head kick, he's not going in there and just sparking people, right? Um, so I so I don't think Covington's necessarily going to have to respect that power that much. So that's so that's a concern for uh, for Edwards. So um, I know in my mind, like I feel like Edwards is better technically. I feel like his wrestling defense is you know more than enough to hold up. But five round fights, so much can happen. Uh, Covington, the layoff is a factor, so that that matters. Um, so I, in that sense, that's one thing I don't like for Colby. I also don't like that he's thirty five or thirty six, right? He's on that other, he's on that side of the uh, the statistic, right? We had that stat thirty five turns thirty six in February. There you go. We had that stat like how well do fighters from uh, the welterweight division and lower do in title fights, the challengers, and it was like one over the last five years, and it was like one in thirty something. So Colby's right in that range. Um, maybe he's the exception. Maybe he makes it two and thirty something. Uh, but it's it's a tall mountain to climb. But I but I, I do think it'll be a fun five round fight to watch. I I don't think Covington is just going to get straight up like blown out. Um, but I do think this could be a showcase fight for Leon if if he plays his cards right, and as long as he takes Colby seriously as a threat that uh, he really is. I believe it's two and something. And if memory serves me correctly, two and thirty something. Yeah, both wins came in the welterweight division i believe it was tyron woodley both times so maybe (laughs) this is a thing maybe this is a thing the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba DraftKings brings you same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jed, what's the biggest question you have about this fight? Because it seems like the obvious one is, well, can Colby get takedowns and can Leon get back up and just stay off of his back for large periods of this fight? But is there something a little bit deeper for you? Uh, honestly, that's not even my, wouldn't even be my biggest question. I, Leon can get up. Colby probably can get takedowns. Leon can get up. Like we, we just have enough tape on both of these two dudes to know how that will work. Uh, my biggest question is what's Colby look like? He won't have fought in 21, 22 months, something like that. It's like almost two full years and he's old. Like he is 35, which is old in fight terms. Um, you know, statistic insert here what the hell is he going to look like after two years away? Like he's probably not going to look better. 
because you don't really get that much better when you get older. And it's not like Colby has been making enormous strides previous to this. Like he's, he is the fighter he is and they're just small wrinkles that get adjusted. But if that's the case, I don't think he's going to fare all that well against Leon Edwards, assuming Leon Edwards is trying, like assuming he came into this fight camp prepared for a 25 minute fight, which I think we all should make the assumption given what Leon has showed over his career. So it is just, has Kobe spent two years learning new tricks? Has he spent this two years developing other set of skills? This is striking going to be more competent because I think for him to have any chance in this fight, he has to be more dangerous on the feet than he has ever been. Because if it is just, I'm going to put a jab in some volume and then shoot on your hips again, Leon's going to have that figured out pretty quickly. And then also the way he strikes opens him up to much more effective shots. Like part of the reason Usman could have the success he did against Leon, Zeusman is also very dangerous on the feet. Like he he has a he has knockout power, which Colby has not really shown us. So it's that is the big question to me is has has Colby been doing stuff that we just haven't been prepared for? Because two years off is a big amount of time to have either gotten a lot better or gotten a lot worse. And so we're just not going to know until he steps in the cage and starts performing. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest question I have is, is it is on the Colby side. I'm with you. Like, how is he going to look? Has he lost a step with the layoff? He is getting up there in age. I don't think the age affects a guy like that too, too much. Like I think it catches up to everybody eventually, but I think he should wear it better than most. Yes. That's that. That's the way the same way Clay Guida has like the way he fights. It is, it is more, uh, he has more ability to withstand aging in that regard. I totally agree. For me, it's, it's how he starts. It's how he starts. Can he go out and win a round? Can he win round one? Can he come out fire? Can he be aggressive early? He has to. I think the first seven minutes of this fight are going to tell us everything we need to know. If Colby goes out, gets takedowns, lands some ground and pound, just forcing Leon to not be able to inflict any offense whatsoever, then that's a great start. If he could continue that in round two, boy, if he gets a 2-2 lead or even if it's 1-1 heading into round three, like that is a win for Colby. That is a win. But if he goes down 2-0 like he did to Usman, it's going to be an uphill climb because Leon's just going to get more and more comfortable. Can Colby turn the tide? Sure, but it might be too little too late. The first seven minutes of this fight are going to be super duper interesting. The fallout of this, we don't really need to get too much into it because we don't even know what the hell is going to happen. What's what's the UFC's plans in terms of where they're going to go? Could Colby headline in Miami if he wins? Will they go to Manchester if Leon wins? And then we can kind of discuss the aftermath. But I want to end on this before we get to picks. Jed, at the end of the night, just going with your gut here, at the end of this night, are you going to be saying to yourself that the best welterweight in the world is not Leon Edwards or Colby Covington? No, I'll, I won't, I'll pause. So the statement will go, the best welterweight in the world is, and I'll have to have a real long think about it. And then I'll say Leon Edwards, because I have been deeply unsure that Leon was the best welterweight in the world for a long time. Uh, You know, notably when he first won the belt, I was the lone person who did not rank him as the top welterweight at the time. I did after he won the rematch. Uh, But I think you will have to, assuming he wins, like I believe he will, we'll defer to giving him his credit in that regard. But I, I won't be certain about it. Like I'll be pretty iffy on it, you know? AK, what do you think about that? 
What's your thoughts? Yeah, the winner gets the winner gets their due. Um, Leon, uh, Leon, I have no problem saying he's the best. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I have no problem saying he's the best welterweight in the world. You know, when he beat Kamaru, I was the first time the head kick. I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is the number one guy. He's got a pretty strong body of work. I know it's not the most. It wasn't the most memorable uh, run to the title. There's a lot of like good decision wins in there that you know you'll probably never watch again, and that's fine. But wins are wins. Um, so he's the number one guy. Covington, same thing, same thing. I, I, I've said many times. It's pretty clear. I hate that he got the title shot. Um, I don't think he's done enough to earn it while the division has actually been pretty busy in his absence. I think there's more worthy names, but he's the guy getting the shot and he's fighting the number one guy. And I'll still, mileage may vary on these. I still give him credit for being a competitive in those Usman fights. It sucks to say, I get it. Like, people don't like it to say someone is the second or third best welterweight in the world just because they lost you know, competitively to the number one guy twice. I understand he'd never beat him, but I think we saw some of those fights that you could, you know, it's hard to, to necessarily drop him so far in the rankings. Right. So the layoff stinks. Uh, I wish his resume had aged better. I, I get it. A lot of his wins. Now the guys are retired. Um, I, I totally understand that, but if he puts on impressive performance against Leon, even, even controversial, even a controversial split decision, whatever, uh, I will respect the official ruling of the – and that's a complete, absolute, utter robbery. Um, I will respect the ruling of the uh, the scorecards for sure and, and, and put Covington number one. It is me a weird one because he'll probably like, – like you asked me hypothetically would I favor him over Shavkat or I don't know, up-and-comers, like uh, even like Machado Gary or Jack Della Madeline. I don't know. Would I favor – Gilbert Burns, even would I favor him over Gilbert Burns? I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell. Bilal Muhammad, I don't know. I might pick all these guys to be Colby, but in this moment, if he beats Leon, I do think he'll be number one, and uh, I'll I'll drop him when the time comes if he loses to any of those guys. But he'll 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 have taken the spot if he pulls it off. Well, I would like to ask AK a question, but first, I would like to say, uh, not saying you're incorrect, AK. This is your position, and I think a lot of people will have that position. I'm not making a value judgment on it. Just as a matter of fact, if Colby wins, I will not be ranking number one. And you know, as you said, you give him a lot of credit for being competitive with Usman. Uh, those fights were respectively two and four years ago. To for those to be the other things weighing in, which is why if he wins, he's not getting my number one spot. My question for you, AK, is. Since you kind of raised this thing, and maybe I should default this till later. Uh, if he's competitive with Leon Edwards, where does that put him in your rankings? Because he's currently out of our rankings right now. Yeah, yeah. But you're, if you're one of the people who gives people credit for losing, um, you know, which is real—that's a real millennial of you. Just real participation trophy. <laughs> oh, he lost the fight. Let's see, he gets credit for it. Uh, where do you put him? Like, what? Well, people what know. will happen to Colby if he's competitive in a yeah. loss? People know I was I was uh, very harsh with Henry Cejudo, who obviously coming off a longer layoff, different situation. He was retired. Uh, I didn't even rank him at also all. Was a champion at one point. Was a champion. Yeah, had actually Colby. beaten the best, of the best at one point, and and had a very strong case uh, that he actually won the Alexander Sterling fight. Um, I still it wasn't enough for me. I just I just hated that. Uh, his frankly, his resume at one thirty five actually wasn't that great. I think I pointed that out as well. It's like, pretty like pretty Colby's, huh? Colby has a much better – Colby's resume at welterweight is way better than Henry Cejudo's. I'll I'll go that far. I'll say that. He actually has fought there more than like four times probably helps. So I, um, I, I get he, it. He had – Henry Henry did have a win over a fighter that was currently ranked in the weight class. Sure. So. sure. But again, and not just ranked, off, employed in when, the weight if, class. If guys, if guys have been have been off this long, like you, you, you have to like look at – 
how they performed at their whatever, not in their peaks, but you have to look at the resume in total, right? I mean, Henry's, I still don't think is that strong. Again, I, maybe I was too harsh. I know a lot of people have ranked him second, third, fourth. They just put him back in. Um, so Colby probably will land somewhere in there. I don't think I'll be quite as harsh with him as, as I was with Cejudo. Uh, what if he gets looking at my, dummy? My name is right now. If he gets dummy, he again, gets actually like said, run over. It'll be very easy for me to place him below like Sean Brady. For but example. he'll still get ranked. Yeah. You will still rank him. I will rank him. I think it's run Yeah. Away. Especially since I still have RDA hanging around in there somewhere in my top 15. Okay. So he'd have to be, I'd put him ahead of RDA, I guess, if you want to count, yeah. if you want to count that win over RDA still. So yeah, he's in the top 15 somewhere. Top 10, okay. probably, probably. But yeah, we'll see. It definitely depends how he performs. It will be way easier for me if Colby wins because then I will feel real good about who my number one is. I won't have to pause and be like, oh, the top welterweight is blank as opposed to being like, I I guess Leon. I guess we're going to say Leon. <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because we are prisoners of the moment and there is another welterweight fight on this card that could have significance to this discussion. If Shafkar Rahmanov fights on this card. Yeah, I mean, we he puts the hat on and calls for the champion. People could just be like, "Yeah, that dude—that's the best welterweight in the world, right there." Like, he may not have the title yet, but he's the best welterweight in the world. So, but we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, Let's go to picks for this main event for the welterweight title—a scheduled five rounds. Let me pull up the latest odds. Uh, We'll start with UAK right now. Leon Edwards, the favorite, minus one sixty-two. The comeback on Colby Covington is plus 136. How does UFC 296 end? And still, let's make that clear. I think I've given away my my pick uh, on other, again, earlier and on other shows. I, I think Leon still doesn't get enough credit. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, again, like I said, I, I set myself some forgettable decisions. That's fine. But head kick of Usman, say what you want oh he was losing the rest of the fight there's a reason fights are 25 minutes long man fights are 25 minutes long so that one moment to me counts just about as much as the rest of it right he he, he knocked he knocked him out and the second fight was a decision win for for edwards for me i i don't know how much more definitively edwards could prove that he is you know the better fighter than, than usman at this point right like so i i have no problem ranking number one i think he doesn't get enough credit I understand the Colby Covington is a challenge for him talk stylistically. I've been part of that conversation, uh, but I just think he's peaking at the right time. And I think we're going to see a real statement performance. I think it's going to go five rounds. I, I have trouble picturing him putting Colby away. He might hurt him. He might have moments where he's really putting it on him, but actually finishing him. I don't think I can go there, but I see him taking a comfortable uh, unanimous decision, maybe maybe 49-46. Manages to keep the fight in the feet. His striking is just uh, just a notch better than Colby's. Uh, the volume, he's able to deal with it. He's able to kind of keep Colby off of him for long stretches of the fight. And uh, he points his way to a win. Points his way to a compelling win. So I'm going Leon Edwards and still and uh, going into 2024 with a lot of promise. Jed, you're Leon. You're, I assume you're going Leon here. How does he do it? I am. It's by decision. I don't think it'll be all that compelling of a fight. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I think Colby's a little older, a little slower, needs to be neither of those things in this situation. If he can get takedowns early, then that gets a little more interesting. Um, But it's not like he is going to – I would say he has better cardio than Leon, but it's not like it's going to be wildly better. And I think mostly he's going to get stonewalled. Leon's going to grab the fence a bunch because he does that. At that, I want to be real clear. That's a compliment. 
um, because Leon is one of like seven fighters who understand that you should absolutely just cheat your ass off uh, because if the ref isn't enforcing it, then who the hell gives a shit? Uh, so yeah, Leon's going to do whatever he, t- he needs to to stay on the feet. He's going to largely stay on the feet and he's a much more polished, better striker. Uh, Colby's going to get a little more reckless and this will just be 49-46, 50-45 sort of fair. It, it'll look like a classic Leon Edwards win. I think this fight's going to be way more fun. Like, I just think it's going to be fun. I don't know why. I think it's going to be a grind. I think both guys are going to be huffing and puffing. Colby a little bit less because I don't know how the hell he does it. But I don't I, – I've torn on this one. I've been torn since it was booked. And I understand why people are picking Leon. I understand why pick, people are picking Colby just to break the fourth wall uh because of the watch party i do make bets uh i have a bet on colby colby by decision at plus 250 i think there is value there and i think if colby is going to win this fight he is going to win a decision i think if a finish comes from anybody it comes from leon edwards and it comes late so i'm just gonna put out the good juju hopefully the bank account gets wind of it and I'll say Colby wins a decision. I think it's a good fight. I think it could be a very controversial decision. I think it's one where maybe an AK robbery review will be demanded. Oh, don't say that. If not asked for. He um, said it. But it's, no, but the issue, though, is when you speak this into existence, Mike, that means we're going to have the whole commentary team be like, well, is it damage versus control? And I can't do that again. I can't listen to DC fumble <laughs> with the judging criteria. About, well, I don't know. It's hard to uh, tell. You got that takedown. You got that takedown in the last 15 seconds. That's why I love the oh. watch party. I, I only faintly oh, hear the broadcast me. in my ear, which is super fun. It's going to kill uh, me. I, I'm going to pick Colby by decision. I, as I've said publicly, I'm not confident in it. I don't feel great about it. Because I do feel like Leon probably has more ways to win. But I kind of feel like Leon's going to fight a little reckless in there. I think he's he is a smart fighter. He's got high fight IQ. There is a world where he just gets pissed off and tries to ether Colby in in two rounds. And if he does that, it could be a it could be a really tough night for him. So and plus, dude, I think Colby needs this one more. This is this is his last chance. He ain't getting another title shot for this. And I know it's the UFC and anything can happen. 0-3, Leon, 2 to Usman. Like, Colby could be fighting for basically his career here. There's a lot of people feel like he's going to retire if he loses this fight. I don't know if that's necessarily the case or not, but I just feel like Colby needs this one more than Leon does. So, I, I'm, I get it. I'm not confident in it. This could go either way. Nothing would shock me. But I'll go Colby by decision, and we'll see what the hell happens. Colby should immediately talk about Leon's dad, like as soon as they get in close quarters whatsoever. Because the, <laughs> the, glove, I'm, not the even, touch. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Like if he glove. gets a takedown, he should just sit on him and start saying stuff about Leon's father. Because the visceral react, like the, I mean, that turned like a switch for Leon. Like he, he's had time to cool off, and like now his coach is like, hey, he can't fight with emotion, but and so he probably won't. But if he gets in there and someone just starts doing that, then Leon might get real stupid real fast. Like, I would absolutely be a thing I would tell Colby to do if I were in his he, corner. 
he should have a microphone as he enters and just be reading out passages from Dante's Inferno, but with and then putting in Leon Edwards' dad's like name in certain That's way too high for Gordon. That would be incredible. That would be seventh level of hair. That would just be incredible. If he's gonna go yeah. for it, just go all the way with it, Colby. Go all the way with it. That wasn't it. even the best. That was not even the seventh le- level of hair was not the one that I like gave the look more. It was the other one where which, by the way, I think there's a little credence to what Colby said because Leon questioned Colby's resume and then Colby very wisely fired back. It was like, look at yours. Like, yours isn't that great either. Look at Nate Diaz. And then he ran off like uh, Gunnar Nelson and then he said Ricky Waters. And I'm like, Ricky Waters? Like, the, the, the running back? The former 49er? Ricky Ricky running Waters? And then I was like, oh, he means Dominic Waters. I I lost it. I lost it when I put two and two together. I'm like, I was like, Ricky Waters? The frig is the I didn't know he was a fighter, but uh we'll see what happens at the ceremonial weigh-ins. We'll obviously have the face-offs on uh MAFighting.com a little bit later. We do have a, a super good flyway fight that nobody is talking about right now. Uh Alexander Pantoja making his first title defense against Brandon Royval and AK, you might just go ahead and win the 2023 predictions if the underdog Brandon Royval wins the belt. You predicted this at the uh, beginning of the year. The what? The raw the dog. dog? Brand, Brandon the, Royval. dog. <laughs> the year of the raw dog, AK, you uh-huh. predicted it, that he would wear UFC gold by the end of the year, and that might just happen here. So, AK, this fight's incredible. This doesn't need trash talk. This doesn't need anything. It's going to fly under the radar until these two start chucking them at each other, and then everyone's just going to come out of their seat unglued. Your thoughts on this matchup? It's so damn good. It's not going to get any headlines, but it's going to kick ass tomorrow. It's so good. Pantoja already, in my opinion, the the front runner for uh, fight of the year. Along, you know, him and him and Moreno was just oh my god, the fight was so good. And I don't think we're going to get another fight of the year on uh, Saturday, only because I, someone's finishing someone. If it goes five rounds, awesome, awesome. I look forward to it. I, I think it'd be a back and forth battle if that's the case. But I think much like their last fight. It, 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 I don't know if it goes past the second, maybe the third, maybe the third, but these guys really go for it, especially Brandon Royval. I know there's been the suggestion that we might see a kinder, gentler Brandon Royval, which is to say, you know, more tactical, um, you know, not necessarily just chasing that first round finish, which, you know, when he goes for it, God, it's fun as hell to watch. Uh, but even then, even a more tactical Brandon Royval, I still feel like, is, is just a rabid pit bull in there, uh, a raw dog, if you will. And he'll only be able to, to you know, curb his impulses for so long. And at some point, he's going to go uh, go to get it or get got. And I love that. Um, it's true. It's true. No one's talking about this matchup. Uh, MA Fighting, we've got some great stories up on there. Guillerme, you know, spoke to Pantoja. Um, so we've got some great quotes about Roy Val uh, coming soon as well. And um, it's it's fine. I'm fine with it. This is, this is the lot of flyweight, right? It's it's very difficult to to build any of these fights as some massive uh, general interest fights. I think maybe maybe Cejudo and DJ kind of pulled that off, right? I think there was some interest there. I think Cejudo did his job there, and he was an Olympic medalist. Nah, nah. But when it comes to Ventosia, a new champion, Roy Val, a guy he's already fought, uh, you know, you, you can expect that that uh, people are going to overlook it. But boy, I think when fight night comes around, there's a very good chance that this is the fight. Uh, the result of this fight is what we're talking about more so than any other. And uh, and I hope that's the case because if, if it is, it means either we got a banger or one guy put the other guy away in really, really impressive fashion early on. So awesome fight. It is an awesome fight. Jed, 
we t- AK made some good points. We talk about flyweight. There's no like big star right now. Even when DJ was on his run, he was the small guy. No one cares. He's the most technical fighter. That's just kind of like how the, the fan base was back then. But I think people are getting more, a little bit more appreciation for it. Can Pantoja be that guy to carry this division? Like if he rattles off, like if he beats Roy Val and then rattles yeah. off a couple more defenses, could he be the guy to like put this division back on the map or do we need to wait? Because he got a lot of momentum after winning the belts, the the post-fight speech, the MMA hour, hearing his story a little bit more. He got a lot of momentum and then just like the sport always does, turn the page very, very quickly. Can he be the guy or, or do we have to wait for a Mohamed Makayev or somebody like that to get up there and just start running title defenses? Yeah, no, he can't. Um, I think he has a real shot at being a dude who gets to hold the belt for more than just sort of the merry-go-round that it's kind of been on lately um, because gets this win here. I think I'd favor him over anybody who comes up next for him. Uh, But I think Brandon Moreno had a much better chance to be kind of a standard bearer in the way that this division sort of needs or, or would want. I think Pantoja is more likely to just be like, DJ, just stop. I win several and people generally like me and I'm a good dude and a very, very good fighter, but I'm not going, I'm never going to headline a pay-per-view. That's simply not who I am. Uh, I don't think Roy Val could be that either, though maybe he has like a slightly better chance than Pantoja. They're, they're both just small and the, the the Western public does not gravitate towards people of that size without a really super compelling hook and neither of them have it. Brandon Moreno, you know, uh, being a Mexican champion, like he could have gotten that whole fan base behind him in a real way and maybe done something with that. But I don't feel like Brazilians will sort of galvanize around Pantoja in the same way. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Um, and I just doesn't seem like Royval has that to him either. So I don't think the winner of this can do that, but that's not important. But just he just be a great fighter and build a legacy that is, you know, worth remembering very well. And I think he's got a real shot at doing this. So um yeah. And this and most important, this fight kicks ass. This fight is pretty much guaranteed to be fight of the night i think unless it's just over really really quickly i just don't even know what's what could compete with this for fight of the night honors based on how these two dudes fight what their last fight looked like like this seems really really locked in to be an absolute banger well how does this all play out ak are you you have predicted early on in 2023 this was the year of the raw dog now we're a day away from this possibly coming true are you sticking with the pick? Is Brandon Royval going to leave UFC 296, the flyweight champion of the world, AK? I have to. I have to stick with now the pick. Do. It's the year of the Rod Dog. This is the year. Committed. He has – what year did he actually say that? Was it last year or was it the year before that he actually – the first time he said this is the year of the Rod? It wasn't this year. It wasn't this year. It was last year. It was last year. It was last year. And I I loved that quote uh, as much as I defined the nickname, you know, a little a little crass, a little, a little forward. Um <laughs> this is the year you have to stick with it. I think, uh, as much as I love Pantoja, and I was, I was saying on the way in show, I want to see him be the guy who puts together like a two, three, four fight win streak, uh, title defense streak. Excuse me. I don't know if any guy flyweight's gonna be able to do that, um, for a while. Maybe Makaya, maybe Makaya when he gets it, but it is such a, a, a tough, tough, uh, division that's only getting better and better. Um, I just don't know if anyone can hold on to it for long, so I think we might see a little bit of patty cake for a while. And one of the guys to hold that patty cake is going to be Mr. Brandon Royval. I think he's going to catch Pantoja with something early. 
I'm going to go round two finish again, like their first fight, but I'm going to go round two knockout for Brandon Royville. Catches him with something on the feet, flurries for the finish, and just pours it on until the ref has to pull him off. And, uh, guys, we're going to hear him scream out, it's the year the raw dog, and Raw's going to accept it. Jed, we saw the first fight. Pantoja got the finish. Royval was doing Royval things. And you feel like, well, some people can change a little bit. You kind of find yourself in the octagon and you just sort of are who you are. That's what you said on No Bets Bard. You're still there a day before this fight. Do you feel like Pantoja can make lightning strike twice? I am. Uh, I'll address that in one moment. I have to because the comment section is, is terrific. I love you all. I've been seeing this <laughs> repeatedly and I just need to clarify something really important about Colby Covington. Um, being a D1 All-American is a terrific accomplishment. I'm not here to, to denigrate that in any way. I, I never achieved anything close to that in my athletic career. What that is by actual definition, it means that you are one of the eight best youth wrestlers in America. That's it, because that's what the NCAA is. It is not senior level wrestling. It is the U23 nationals, and being a All-American means you finished in the top eight, essentially. It does not make you an unstoppable demigod of wrestling prowess. <laughs> so you guys got to like, oh, he's British. He can't stop a D1 All-American, like... Yeah, man. I don't know. George St. Pierre didn't wrestle for shit and he did a whole lot of stopping D1 All-Americans and national champions. Like, you gotta let that bitch go. Uh, it just always cracks me up when it's like, ah, oh, D1 All-Americans, the greatest wrestler of all time. No, it means he's a top eight youth wrestler in this country during a specific period of time. Like, that's I hope, that's I, hope Col- I hope Colby scores like a dozen takedowns now just because of the reaction will be so funny. <laughs> I mean, the comments, I'm not saying he can't do it. He's going to score some because he is a good wrestler, but it's just like you just see so many people, and it's not just respective to this. It kind of just gets put out there like, oh, D1 All-American. Like, again, it's absolutely an accomplishment, but like it's, it's, it is not an Olympian. The, the, the gap between D1 All-American and Olympian is like the gap between – me and Patrick Mahomes, like it is, it is vast. So let's let's chill out just a little bit on that. Back to this fight. Uh, yeah, I I would be very interested to see Brandon Raval come in, look a little different, um, be a little bit more measured, see how that goes. I think he could make a lot of hay that way. But when the bullets are flying, you are who you are. There are like three instances of any like high level fighter changing their style completely for a matchup. And I don't think Royval can pull it off. I think it they're gonna get in there, they're gonna start scrambling, and Royval's gonna gonna go back to doing it. And it's awesome for us. Maybe he could even pull it off doing that way, but we saw what happened the last time, and I do think Pantoja is just sort of better in those instances, is just better at doing that. And I think ultimately we're gonna get the same result. I am going to agree with AK. I'm going. I have a bet on Brandon Royval as well. Uh, I think I got about plus one seventy earlier this week. So, again, not really sure. I just think this fight's closer than the line suggests, especially when you have someone as unpredictable as Brandon Royval, who just continues to look really good in there. That went over Mateus Nicolau. Just opened my eyes even more so. I kind of just feel like it's his, it's his time. Um, both guys have had tough goes. Both guys have had a climb to this position in different ways. I think Pantoja's road is a little more 
30 for 30 ish while Roy Valls is still very interesting in his own right. But we'll see what happens. I feel like this is going to be to Jed's point earlier. This is gonna be like a hot potato division. I feel like this title is going to change hands a lot. And I feel like when Brennan Royval fights either like if Brennan Moreno beats Amir Albazi, I think Brennan Moreno matches up really well with Brennan Royval. So maybe Moreno wins the belt back and then we just keep kind of flipping the belt around a little bit here and there until we get one long reigning champion. Maybe it's Mikhaev. Maybe it's a guy like Ben Elkop. Not really sure. But maybe it's Tetsuro Tyra down the line. Well, I was going to say, ball. don't the disrespect yeah. from a boy. Yeah, maybe it's set to retire. But Japan's um, first UFC champion, baby. He's coming. He is coming. I'll go, that dude's a problem. I'll go Brandon Royval. Uh, round two. Not really sure why, but like how he does it. But it will. I don't know if it's just gonna be a TKO or if it's a club and sub. But the striking will lead to however this thing gets finished. So give me two brand new champions at the end of the night. So look, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of fights. Uh, so before we take a few questions from the people, Jed, let me ask you this bold prediction for UFC 296 on Ooh. whether it's like a statistical thing, whether it's a reaction we're going to get, whether it's this fight's going to steal the headlines at the end of the night, maybe an upset that you're seeing that nobody else is seeing. What's your bold prediction for this card? Dude, you got to give me notice to come up with a bold prediction because I'm pretty chalked this weekend. <laughs> like some underdog picks and stuff, but not any. No one wants to give a shit about Cody Durden. Like we're not here to talk about Cody Durden, man. How dare you? Uh, we're we're just not bold prediction. You can't be bold with Shavkat. Patty's gonna run over Tony Ferguson. Bryce Mitchell's probably gonna beat Josh Emmett. Uh. Dude, I'm looking at this card and realizing there's nothing bold about it. <laughs> at least from my at least from my read of this, like almost all the favorites I think are gonna win. Uh and the other ones that aren't are just like, again, we don't want to talk about it. Give me a second to think if AK has one off the top. Do you have one, AK? Out of the Something. box, thought about this card. Really bold. Uh, I think O'Neal Lipsky is, is actually a sleeper for uh fight of the night. Actually, I really love that matchup. I think it's a perfect matchup for O'Neal at this point in her career. Um, as far as bouncing back from the Jennifer Maya loss. So I, I like how motivated she's going to be. I think Lipsky's in pretty good form. Uh, she's actually 3-0 and in her last three flyweight fights. There's like a bantamweight loss squeezed in there. So, you know, she's a, sol she's a solid veteran. She's the right test for O'Neal. And I think they'll bring out the best in each other. So that's not like a super bold. I'll go also, uh, <laughs> I've been talking about this guy so much. I have to, I, I have to bring him up, make him part, a part of a prediction. Martin Budai, I'll tell you something. 12 straight wins, 4-0 in the UFC heavyweight. 4-0 in the UFC heavyweight. Stop it. How dare you? After he beats uh, Shamil Gaziev, um, we will have – here's my bold prediction. He'll be uh, he'll be ranked in the uh, MA Fighting Global Rankings. How, how about that? I don't know how bold this is. I'll, I'll throw this out there. Uh, I don't know how bold this is, but I'm going to say it. There will not be a single first-round finish on this entire card. Oh, you said you you said this on Heck of a Morning, didn't you? I think yeah, that's really that interesting. You, that goes well for Connor and I's over one and a half parlay. Wow. Oh, I cooked I cooked up a spicy one. I cooked up a nice little juicy over one and a half parlay too. I think it's like nine fights that I have over one yeah. and a half, which are very much. I could add more. I could add more. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, Patty is going to win in such a fashion that we actually respect it as Ooh. opposed to 
the narrative will still primarily be, man, it'd be great if Tony would leave, but Patty is going to look good enough where it's not like, man, it'd be great if Tony left because he's even losing to Patty Pimblett. The other half of the conversation will be like, look, I mean, probably should have lost Jared Gordon, but still young. Maybe he's maybe he's really putting this together in a way that we can do something with him. So uh, Patty's going to win big, big, not just big because Tony is – um, a desiccated corpse that's being rolled into the cage for reasons unknown. What what will make us respect him if he like if he like Darius or Oliveris him? Is that respect? yeah? Like, I, I think that would be yeah. okay. Three like a big nomination. big time controlling, maybe a later finish, mm. not an early one, but just mm-hmm. Tony never has a breath of air in the whole fight. Perfect okay. game. Yeah, like perfect I think game. Volkanovski zombie ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I think Darius uh, is the is the right cop. AK like he just Dariushes him no chance for Tony to ever build anything this is no longer this isn't one of those well Tony at least had a moment it's like nope this was one way the whole trip the whole time and you know Patty got over with the crowd because the crowd's still going to get over for him because it's Patty that that will be my bold prediction you think that's going to happen you think he's over with this crowd? I I, I think this is. I don't know be like, if he's. I have no idea if he's over with this crowd in oh, general. Be the Tony with show, crowds, sure. but. Tony's going to get the biggest pop on the entire card when he's introduced. I think, even <laughs> more than Colby. Yeah, if he wins yeah. that play, the also, roof is going to blow off of the T-Mobile Arena. Didn't it's going really consider this until this moment. Super weird to have Leon and Patty fighting in Vegas. <laughs> like, this doesn't feel optimized. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy uh let's bring casey in here uh we'll take a few questions we're probably gonna have to wrap in like 10 or so minutes because i gotta get ready to hit the old dusty trail and head to orlando so let's uh let's bring casey in see if we can get a few questions oh turtles <laughs> we're still talking turtles sorry <laughs> all right here we go Oh, I should end the poll. Sorry. Uh, oh, perfect time to end the poll. Uh, is UFC 296 the best for you lineup of the year? Split right down the middle. 50% yes, 50% no. That's good. Wait, did did they really put Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell on the main card? They did. They did. That's so dumb. <laughs> That's just so dumb. Who should have okay. gone to the main card? Cody Garber and Brian Kelleher. We talked about this yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see what they did though? They didn't put that fight. They didn't put the Cody fight as the featured prelim. No, they no. bumped up Minifield Jacoby, which will probably be fun-ish, but it just seems very dumb. Just put your former bantamweight champion as main card. That is weird. It seems okay. like really obvious to me. Or Casey O'Neill, Ariane Lipsky, which is going to be really fun. Or that would have been fine too. Uh, uh no, sorry. I had, uh, I had, I had a Colby question i don't want to even go there <laughs> uh the stressor of all time t1 all american uh this card is so stacked with that said which early prelim fight are you most looking forward to oh, early prelim i don't i know ak was Wait, sort does of mean, <laughs> with it, does this mean only the first three fights because i've already <laughs> i yeah. i'm legitimately interested in seeing shamil gaziev who uh, <laughs> looks like he actually might be a good heavyweight um and certainly he's a funny heavyweight which is the most important thing. Oh, yeah. if you're gonna be a heavyweight you either need to be really good or you should be quite funny and gaziev has the physique of a man who is quite enjoyable to watch this fight 
So um, it's not like, you know, Budai is a total Adonis or anything either. Um, but yeah, uh, Gazi Gaziev might actually be decent. Um, and so Budai, I still don't think is good, but he keeps winning. <laughs> so there's that. Sir, uh, sir. So a, it's a fight a that like kind of matters as far as prelim heavyweights go. If I could pull up a receipt, uh, you did not rank. I had to Google that. I had to go to MAFighting.com. Great website. Uh, you did not rank Gazeev particularly highly in your list of uh, contender series contestant evaluations. I did. You, do you, um, you did not. But he fit into it the, is heavyweight. Of the, he was in the second lowest tier, uh, which you referred to as just another guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so exactly. That's 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 where Martin Badai is as well. He's just a, he's <laughs> a jack. He's 4 0 in the UFC. Yeah. Because he's a jack. He's just another dude. He's, he's happened to win these four. He'll probably lose four in the next five. Ever. Wow. No respect. Also, you also have to recognize that the JAG category is primarily, or maybe not primarily, a lot of older people in there too. Because it's like, even if Gazeev might be like decent, what's his ceiling at 33? You know, He's a heavyweight. That's like 23. Up. That's like 23 in any other you division. He's, he's just getting well started. Argued. <laughs> well argued. I, I, I will say this. From my bold prediction, if there's one fight that concerns me in the round, none of these fights go to round one. It's this one. This is like the one where oh. I'm like, this one might not get out of the first round. Oh, I'm not worried Gazi- about that. Just, But I mean, yeah. if if Gaziev's winning, it might not. If if Budai's winning, it's definitely getting out of the first round. Oh, one thousand percent. I think this has heavyweight over written all over it. I think. Gadziev is either going to finish Budai in the I'm, first four time minutes, to bring or he's going, he's, he's going to be huffing and puffing his way to a decision loss. So, either this way. is like the worst heavyweight over AK. It's over one and a half, but it's minus one ninety. Mm. So it's not even a good price to <laughs> get over know. one and a half. No, Mar- the secret's out in Martin Budai. Unfortunately, the secret's out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dude, he was doing if some. It gets, for our if overs. it gets that far, it's probably going to the cards. What's over two and a half in that fight? Uh, let me pull up alternate lines here. Da, da, da. Over two and a half, uh, plus one hundred. You're also probably right. If it is over one and a half, it's probably over two and a half. So I'd bet that it's the one and a half. Yeah, I wish it was a little juicier, but it's still not bad. Question, Bilal's the backup fighter. Should he get the next title shot? I know he's 9-0, won no contest last time fights. I ask because I have a feeling even with the Shafkod win, he will get it. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Look, here's the thing. Availability is Bilal's best friend. And if Colby wins the belt and they want Colby to headline Miami, Bilal needs to fight in March or he's getting passed over. Uh, if Leon wins the belt and they go to Manchester, Bilal needs to be willing to wait until June or July or whenever that happens. And otherwise he gets passed over. He has no say in this. He has no clout in this conversation. So availability will be his best friend. I feel better about his chances getting a title shot now than I did even like three days ago. But that's, I still don't, I'm not hundred percent convinced he gets it. Either way, especially if Shafkot just runs Wonderboy out of the building. And hell, if Wonderboy beats Shafkot, he is going to be interesting in this conversation too. But if I had to guess, I will lean slightly that Bilal gets it, but I'm not confident in that either. What do you think, AK? 
Should he is the question well, here? Should he, yes, say, but will he? <laughs> no, no. Well, that, that's why. That's why. As soon as I saw the question, I was like, should he? Yes, of course he should. Will he? Gosh, I want to so believe he will. Um, I feel he's in, in the cage. He's done mostly everything he can. I mean, he's even signed up for some big fights that just you know he didn't get. Um, I would love to have seen. It's unfortunate that the first fight with Edwards ended in an eye poke. You could say that he was going to lose that fight. I know it didn't look great in round one, but we don't know. We don't know. And and if he had lost a competitive decision, maybe that would make his his case more compelling. As it is, I think people just kind of write off the the eye poke as whatever. Leon would have beaten him anyway. Blah blah. Who knows? Uh, so his his. He should. I can't get away from should. I can't get away from should. And I feel so strong that he should that I know he won't. So, so my answer to will he is, is just definitely not. I just don't. I, I, I would love to sit in on the meetings, the matchmaker meetings, whenever Bilal's name comes up. I just want to know how he's talked about internally in the UFC because I don't think they hate him. I don't think they hate Bilal. Um, it's just they just it's worse almost. It's like they I feel like they have no feeling about him. I feel like he's just a guy that they keep around who they know they can book in tough fights. They know they can book as a backup. He's a pretty good company man. I mean, he just has not made enough of a stink about not getting a tele shot. He's certainly spoken about it. He's spoken about other, he's complained about other people getting tele shots. He just hasn't raised enough of a stink about him, like getting himself that shot. It's one thing to complain about other people. It's another thing to say, here's, here's why I deserve it. Here's why I deserve it. And he just can't quite seem to get over that hill. So uh, should he, yes, will he yeah, he needs to be in a position. I think he's getting where, there. Yeah, I, I think I kind of think he is too. Because I've I've come around the last couple of days. I think he's getting the next title shot. Yeah, I think if Colby Sh- headlines Sean's in Miami. Not. It doesn't matter who he fights, and if Leon headlines in Same. Manchester, it doesn't matter who he fights. Exactly, and I think this was a week for Shavkat to elevate himself, and he hasn't. Like his and his performance may like if he goes out there and absolutely over thing, that's terrific. But like. Every time Shavkat has had a microphone in front of him, it has not been um, Sterling. You know, it has not been this. Got to put that guy in charge of this division and as the as the main lead to draw pay per views. Uh, like I, like we talked about earlier this week, I thought Ian Gary maybe had a chance to do that, but obviously that's not happening. So, yeah, I think in the absence of everything else, it, whoever wins, it does not matter. Bilal, as long as Bilal just says yes, I think he's getting it. So, and that'll be good. It's good when meritocracy wins out very rarely as it, as it does. Two words, two words. Well, if he gets his title shot in the end, horse milk, you're underselling Shavkat's the revelation that Shavkat Rachmanov is fueled by horse milk. This could be bigger than proper 12. If we, if the UC gets behind this ESPN, maybe ESPN doesn't know about it. Start basing promos around horse milk. I'm old enough to remember when Leoto Machida uh, had a special thing he drank, and we didn't get uh-huh. behind that in a big maneuver. So I think we can leave horse milk out. Mm, yeah, I will. I will leave horse milk camping. in. I will leave horse okay. milk in. I I'm more willing to put it down to the hat. Is why Shavkat fights the way he does. How about the fact that UFC even gave Bilal this official backup title? Because I maybe refresh my memory. Have they given that backup? fighter whatever to someone they never intended to ever get a title shot oh <laughs> well to never I mean, intend gonna, i don't know but like question. ever yeah. like never ever or well, to yeah. be next 
That's a not to be next. Question. They're really never. Like they just got it, but they they they're never really getting a title shot. I mean, but like, of course, if he wins like thirty in a row, probably not I guess, that they. So. Not that I can think of for that. The only the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is Mitnell Cop because he hadn't even had a UFC fight yet. But there's just so much weirdness at flyweight. They just threw him in there and he waited as the backup. That's true. Mm-hmm. And he still didn't have a UFC fight, so there was like no intention of giving him a title shot after. But, but he I was think just they would in case of emergency. But, but cop well, I mean, I guess they did that with that's didn't they, they do that with Chandler. Or was Chandler's Chandler, another one? Chandler Chandler got to weigh in and then fought Dan Hooker after he weighed in. Yeah, right? I'm just saying it's a good thing that Bilal has got this back. Yeah. the UFC gave it to him. So that, that, I do agree with Jed. It's better I think. than nothing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> MGB is mentioning Gamrot, uh, but Gamrot I think is an example of someone who they do think he could fight for the title. Like I think he's an example think, of think, a guy yeah. who's a who's a backup who like oh he he's yes he's a backup but also someone who we see fighting for. So he's actually an example goes the other way. But I would say the same for Cop as well. I think when they signed Cap, they signed him with the idea that like oh if this guy goes on a good run, he could be fighting for a title, and he just happened to lose like his first two UFC fights, yeah. so it didn't happen. So. To Casey's point, yeah, they're not going to give it's it to question. somebody it's a very good who question. they don't they can't envision as a title mm-hmm. contender. That, so maybe and, that's good for Bilal. Yeah. So maybe that's good it, for Bilal then. I think it just broke well for him. There's nobody else. Like hardcore fans care about Shavkat and that's it. Like, I, that's not a demand. And if Leon's not going to come out and be like, I want to fight Shavkat next and good God, why would you do that? <laughs> and Or Colby. Colby's not going to say that either. So I think it just broke really well for him. I think he's going to get his day. Yeah, this has been uh, overall his best year. This has been his best UFC year. And he, he's what? Just one fight? He's only fought once this year, right? I think so. Just the Burns fight, right? Yep. Yeah, I can't remember him fighting before Burns. Just the Brady fight, and that was in October of last yeah, year. So it was October last year. It's been a pretty good year for Bilal. He hasn't had to do any post fight interviews that needed a lot of thinking, which is good. So, yeah, this has actually br- broken pretty well for him. We'll take one more because uh, we got to go. Okay. I, I'm really interested in this, what your opinion on this is. What is Wonder Boy's path to victory? Jed, I'll start with you here. Same thing always is. Uh, yeah. Don't get taken down. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, got, I talked so about this, this You think you win the stand-up? Okay, go on. Sorry. I, I absolutely think you win the stand-up uh, okay. because when I talked about this yesterday, like I – who – what is the list of fighters who have beaten Wonderboy Thompson in a stand-up affair inside the UFC? It's a very small list. Technically, Darren Till did. I have eyeballs. I watched the fight. He did not win that fight. Um, Tyron Woodley, you could argue, did, but also Woodley had the threat of takedowns coupled with the striking. And Anthony Pettis was losing the fight until he hit that super sick like jump off the fence. And... Let me take a quick look and see if I'm forgetting anybody else. But like, as Kevin Holland found out, if you just willingly engage in a kickboxing fire with them, Stephen Thompson is really tricky. He's really difficult to deal with. And like really good quality strikers like Jeff Neal and Vicente Luque are just puzzled and can't figure out his timing and and how it all works together. Shavkat has said he is going to strike with him. We'll see how that holds up. Uh, if he does, then... I think Stephen Thompson has a terrific opportunity to win this fight, frankly. And if he can make Shavkat have to strike with him, if he can avoid getting taken down and more importantly, getting stuck in the clinches with Shavkat, Shavkat is a monster in the interior in those ways uh, and just do his sort of thing. He's bouncing. He's at range. He's hitting sniper shots and moving. 
that's I mean, that's the same path he's had his whole career, and it's one that still is really, really effective, particularly if you're not coupling in takedowns. I'm, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's pretty much it. Keep it set. Boy can, and, and, boy can strike. And Shav, listen, Shavkat, this depends a lot on Shavkat's mentality too. There, there is a, he's a young, he's a young precocious fighter. There's a chance, there's a chance that he's just kind of like, well, I bet I'm a better striker. I want, I, I don't just want to, I know I can win with my wrestling. I know I can take him down when that way. I want to show that I can outstrike Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I'm really going to make a championship statement by standing. There's, this is something that is, I hope not. I hope he's smart. He's just a destroyer. I hope he goes sticks to his strengths and if he can get the fight to the ground, take the fight to the ground. Not that he's a bad striker, by the way. Shavkat's a very good striker. Um, but as everyone knows, this is this is how Stephen Thompson wins fights. He, this is a three-rounder, right? He could easily, she, Stephen Thompson could easily point his way to two out of three rounds if Shavkat is like, I'm, I'm going to brawl with him. I, I want to. I really want to knock him out. I'm going for the KO. You know, I'm the younger, stronger athlete. I'm going for the KO. I can always go to my wrestling if I want to. I, I choose not to. It sounds crazy, but fighters have done dumber things. Think, think Hamza and Gilbert. Uh, now, I'm not saying Gil- uh, Hamza could have taken Gilbert down at will. I do think that there is some element of like, you know, Gilbert's grappling is really good. So Hamza and his team later saying like, oh, we just, you know, we screwed up. We, we, we stood with him too much. Like, but the point is, I think there was uh, moments in that fight where Hamza was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to knock him out. I'm, I'm going for the standout. Um, so if Shavkat goes down that road, it could get really ugly. I don't think that's going to be the case. I'm going with the you know the standard prediction that at some point he's going to grapple and just win the fight that way. But if he gets a wild hair up his ass and says, "Let me t- let me test out that karate," um, <laughs> you could you could see a hell of an upset on Saturday. I think it will be a, a very ugly, boring victory, a, a path to victory if, if Wonder Boy wins. It, it'll be ex- it'll be exciting just in the sense that like if he's not losing like it just the drama of bu- if he like takes a round like takes the first round or something the drama will be built in right there well, the, yeah, like, well, oh my god like drama will be the defeating yeah. expectations is he, is he gonna slip with that banana peel yeah is he gonna slip with that banana peel is Shavkat just gonna turn it on just run through him or boy is wonder boy really gonna because he's the biggest underdog like plus 400 plus 450 yep. something like that it's not, that's a huge, huge, uh, and and I know Shotgun's like minus six hundred. More than more than Tony for sure. Yeah, so just in that aspect of it, there's that drama. But I know what you mean. Like, so it's not going to be like a back. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a back and forth barn burner. It's going to be again either Shotgun runs through him or Wonder Boy wins a weird fight. <laughs> we will see what happens. Uh, to quote the great John Anik, "One more sleep, everybody. One more sleep until UFC 296. There's a lot more coverage for this event coming up." Yes, KSW triple champs possibility. Champs for uh, first triple champion status and uh, major MMA. So that's going down tomorrow as well. There's just a lot happening. We got Jake Paul, Andre August. That's where I'm heading right now. Karate combat tonight. Karate combat's tonight. We got uh, the other thing is tonight. The seasonal press conferences tonight. Raymond Daniels, my teammate. It's going to be fun. I mean, there's just so much happening. And then tomorrow's just going to be insane. Watch party, so preview crime. show, post-fight shows. It's going to be incredible. AK and I for one one more matchmaking Otno on Sunday. That will be live as well. Get excited. And thank you for watching, everybody. For AK, for Casey, for Jed, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. Love y'all. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy winter solstice. Happy holidays, everyone. Holidays. Jeez. Happy just days. Happy all happy, days. Happy Friday. Yeah. Happy all the days. Just be happy, people. Jeez.
Do the thing. Except you, AK. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. And deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.